Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Major League Baseball has a new proposal for its players. We'll tell you what it is and whether or not they should accept it. And will any NFL team sign Colin Kaepernick after Roger Goodell's Mia Culpa for the league and their stance on protests four years ago. We've got all that and some 90-day fiancé talk with Chris Torello of Spectrum Sports 360. You see him on Bay News 9 on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Okay, the lovely, the talented Chris Torello of Spectrum Sports 360. You see him on Bay News 9, joins us now. And uh, Chris, I'm Sorry that I've had to pull you away from, I'm sure, what is a binge-watching marathon of the 90-day fiancé for you. Well, you know, Rick, um, I'm a man of many talents. I'm a man of uh, culture. <laughs> and uh, I believe that in order to understand our world, we need to see it through a lot of different lenses. And thankfully, oh, yeah. every Sunday night about 8 o'clock, TLC gives us that. And I remember, I believe TLC still stands for the Learning Channel. I can't think of anything worse than uh, than what they put on television these days, but it is pure entertainment, and I am there for the train wreck. <laughs> well, I want you to know, because you kept mentioning 90 Day Fiance, that I did I did a little bit of homework. I, I, I went on the uh, the interweb, as the kids call it now, and uh, <laughs> I, I did I did some looking up some some episodes uh-huh. And I'm fascinated by just uh, the whole concept, and we will get into sports, folks, I promise you, at Sports Day Tampa Bay. But I'm fascinated by the whole concept of this 90-day fiancé because basically what this is supposed to be is that it follows couples who have applied or received these K-1 visas, which are uh, available uniquely to, to foreign fiancés of U.S. citizens, and, and therefore you have 90 days to marry. Now, the purpose of this visa, as you know, Chris, since you are such a connoisseur of the show, is yeah. is that the the couple was just it's it's to make arrangements for the ceremony because at that time it's not an if you will marry them you you're supposed to have already promised to marry each other and and sign the documents to the to the U.S. immigration and all of that and then it and it, but then everything kind of goes sideways with this series so I turned it on and, and apparently there's been a lot of these right this is like season seven. <laughs> So, yeah, just about, yeah. <laughs> and, and so there's, uh, and I'm not, I'm not sure where we're at right now, but there, there was 90 day fiance happily ever after. There was the the 90 day fiance before the 90 days. There was the 90 day fiance what now, um, the other way, the pillow talk, which sounds interesting. Um, although I don't know how it made it on TLC. There's the family uh, Chantel, the 90 day fiance self quarantined, which I would yep. as- assume that they're kind of in now. Um, I watched the, the episode I watched is uh, uh, it was coming to the Zoom thing, so I'm, I'm guessing it was during the, the pandemic. That uh, Big Ed, who, by the way, not a looker. Okay, let's <laughs> let's put that out there. Like his his girlfriend Rose, mm-hmm. he outkicked his coverage and then some. Um, but I guess I guess there was a little bit of trouble there, and th- that uh, that relationship has has uh, has sadly ended for Rose. Um, I don't know. What do you what do you make of these characters? What 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 what's going on right now in 90 Day Fiance? 
Well, they're all just looking for love, Rick. I mean, everyone wants that spark. <laughs> yeah, we all are. Yeah. You know, so what these people do is they, you know, like I think uh, as the kids would call them, these dating apps and uh, they go on and, you know, they sometimes search for sometimes, you know, the the love takes you uh, overseas, as they would say, into international waters. And, um, you know, we've we usually <laughs> get a, um, an older American woman with an accent um, and who ends up with a Nigerian man or um uh, someone in that part of the world. It's happened two straight years. And, um, you know, then you usually get an older guy who goes for someone younger. Last year it was a guy from Greenwich, Connecticut, went to see someone in Brazil. She was like 21. Like you mentioned already, um, our boy No Neck Big Ed, uh, you know, going and seeing Rose in the Philippines, uh, basically told his only daughter, I will not talk to you because I'm so focused on this girl. So, um, you know, lied a bunch to her. That's a whole other story. Then you've got David spent over $100,000 on this website to go to meet this woman from the Ukraine. He never talked to her on the phone. He never spoke a word to her. The only way he could talk to her was on this paid chat site. That wasn't disaster. So, I mean, you know, I mean, it was, but at the end of the day, it's all for, you know, your true heart's ambition. And, um, you know, there is no, you know, like that woman in Ukraine was actually real. It took five trips there, um, but it worked and she's real. And, um, and he proposed to her, and somehow, by the grace of God, the 28-year-old said yes to the 60-year-old man from Las Vegas. Uh, so that's pretty much. And then you got another a woman who just lost her husband, lost a bunch of weight, and thought he, she was talking to this beautiful bodybuilder from England, in her words. And, in fact, it wasn't. It was a scam artist. So, uh, you know, these Ooh. things happen. But, um, you know, for the most part, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, <laughs> there was a same-sex couple, which, you know, actually was a train wreck. But again, you know, these things are, are just they work out very well, usually, um, because at the end of the day, a lot of these people want to come to the United States. So. So, yeah, you did a pretty good job. I think you need to maybe dive into the storylines and that right. will take you to the next level a little bit. Well, I did. I did notice uh, in in the, uh, the the few minutes of preparation for this that uh, the big Ed, uh, who has no neck, as you mentioned, um, he, he did tell some stories, not the least of which uh, he lied about his height, you know, three inches or so. I mean, are, is that a thing? I guess that's a thing that's with pretty, these dating apps that that if yeah. anybody says that they're six six foot, they're really five foot nine. Is that what we're thinking? Well, also the fact that are these people real? I mean, you know, that in some cases they're they're you could get catfished, right? I mean, is that yeah, what they the kids call it? Catfished, yeah, absolutely. So. Um, you know, but for the most part, yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, if you've ever been on a date, Lord knows I tried it, you know, I mean, I lied, you know, I was, you know, whatever. I mean, I post a photo of me when I was a little, little less chunky and, you know, you know, we, we just see how it works out. Hopefully my winning personality and how could it not take over? So, I, you know, but I mean, you know, I, I think everyone, the point I'm making is on those sites, everyone I think tries to show their best look. And so obviously it's not going to be the, the perfect person that you saw that was dolled up or put a filter on there was this woman last year rick she was trying to marry this younger guy i can't remember exactly where he was from every time they talked on the phone face chat she used like a filter to show really? herself looking like without the wrinkles and everything and i'm like boy wow. oh boy are you in for a rude awakening when this guy looks and says man i i you kind of look different like and you know you come on like so you know <laughs> and, but it is what it is like i said it's all about love and yeah hopefully it's... most of them do put a ring on it at least to start that k1 visa trial so 
If you love me, put a ring on it. Uh, th- yeah. There was love in this one episode I saw. Lana and David apparently are engaged, and, and he got on his knee. This looked like an airport, so I'm guessing she must have gotten off a plane, although he seemed like he might have been from another country. I he wasn't was, really no, sure. he was from the U.S. This is the one I was talking about, about the Ukraine. He paid over $100,000. Oh, wow. He, he had six private investigators, and every time they would say, David, she's on seven of these sites. They're just, they're, they're people, they're trying to get money out of you. Money, yeah. What it is. He would just look at her and say, you, sir, are fired. This is, she's a real woman. And, and <laughs> I don't know how it worked out, but yeah, she, he was leaving his two weeks and, um, and he proposed to her and she said yes. So I think that's going to be one of the most fascinating ones to find out when they when they kind of update it in another season because there's no way on God's green earth this woman has any feelings for this man. It didn't appear so, although she did accept his proposal. And she was a real woman, and she she wasn't unattractive, to be honest with you. No, no, very nice-looking girl, uh, but, you know, I think... I think at the end of the day, it's like, what's what am I doing here? Because remember, Rick, if they get over here and they marry you and everything yes. is signed, sealed, delivered, they're your responsibility for 10 years. I'm pretty 10 sure. 10 years? Something wow. like that. They become your responsibility. Like, you're kind of like their sponsor. You're like, you're vouching for oh, them wow. to come here. So okay. there's, there's a lot behind it. My favorite was there was this Russian girl who said no to Jeffrey with a G and so Jeffrey comes back, right? He starts dating one of his friends. And they're they're so like they're clicking, they're friend he's got two sons, so they're all clicking, and she shows up at his door, Rick. And oh. I literally lost it. And the girl oh. is there. Oh, I lost it. And then he tells the other girl, I'm just gonna see her, see how she's doing. I do not love her. And then he proposes to her. So oh, my. it's a friggin' oh, it's great. It's. I'll tell I am, you what, I am you here. Through, if you don't go through a whole bag of smart food watching one episode, there's something <laughs> wrong with you. Get, yes, get the uh, get get the Briar's ice cream now. I mean, this yeah. is uh, this is this is at least a, a good uh, a, you know a good quarter pound of it anyway to uh, to get through some of these. Well, I'm glad I'm glad that we look. We're all looking for love. I'm glad that that uh, that you have found it at least the TV version and um, yeah. and and something to help us get through the pandemic. While we're not playing sports, so uh, speaking of proposals, how's that for a segue? The Major League Baseball has made a proposal to the players, and so here's it. Here's the latest. Okay, breaking news. Because I had no hope for these two these two kids, uh, the the Major League Baseball owners and the players. Seventy five percent prorated salary. Seventy five percent for seventy six for a seventy six game season. So not fifty. Not 119 like the players asked. Includes uh, they'll get some playoff pool money, and the season would finish around September 27th, and then the players uh, go into the postseason, and, and it would end sometime at the end of October. Do Do you think we have movement? Do you think we have, or is this just another way for owners to sort of just offer the same numbers with, with a different amount of games? Well, first off, I think the MLBPA and MLB would be great for 90 Day Fiance because they don't understand each other. <laughs> They don't seem to get the point of this, which is to figure stuff out. So um, I, think right. it'd be, I think it'd be great if, you know, like, you know, Rob Manfred and, you know, Tony Clark. So uh, it's what we great. got is 90 day baseball season is what we yeah, got. You know, oh, my God. It would be great. at You need good editing, but I think it would work. But anyways, yeah, I think <laughs> um, I think 
So the way I the way I'm reading it is is yeah, you mentioned the 76. It seems like no matter what, we are firm on at least a 48 game season if the owners yeah. need Rob Manfred to mandate something. And then if we go down that road, then I think you're going to get obviously the union filing left and right and every appeal, but um yeah. It just seems like we're getting there because obviously there's been some concessions made by the owners to say, hey, we'll go to 76 games and we'll give you 75% of the prorated money we promised you, um, you know, back in March, which has been this yeah. whole big tension. So I feel like they've moved off knowing that they need something. They need to try mm-hmm. and make some money because that TV revenue is just too much. I think yeah. you're going to end up, I don't think you'll go north of 76, but I, I could see them settling on like, hey, could you get us full prorated at like 65 games? You know, I think if 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 you, I personally would take the deal at 76, but that's because I'm a fan and I'm a reporter and I'd like to do well, now, something. Do you, do you think the players want to play more games or less games? I thought the owners were, were going to be punitive and say, okay, then 50 if you won't. And then the players were like, oh, well, we want to make as much money as we can. So how about 110 or something like that? Well, I think it all depends on how the money shakes out. Like if you're willing to sit there and say, I'll make my 75% as long as we can get out on the field, that's fine. I just think if you can nudge it a little more towards the full prorated, which is why I think you're going to get somewhere in the 60s. More games, yeah. That's Mm -hmm. where I think you're going to say, okay, well, we didn't get – we'll get a few more games. And remember, you know what's interesting to me, Rick, is I think that, you know, we've seen guys go on a 60-70 game tear – and get voted oh. to the all-star game and then completely oh, yeah. fall apart in the second half of the season. What if, what if I told you, you know, it's like a 30 for 30. <laughs> what if I told the whole 2020 is going to be a 30 for 30 one day. But if you think about what if I, everybody is on their A game for 60 games. Guys are going oh. deeper into games. We got the, you know, it's not like, you know, I mean, I think it could be special where you see some guys really just put up MVP numbers for 60, 70 games, and then we yep. then you go to the playoffs. I think it could be a real chance for MLB to kind of be like, wait a minute, this works. Yeah, it's a, it's a sprint, not a marathon. I mean, baseball yeah. is one of those six-month, um, you know, sort of war of attrition sports, right? But in, if you're playing 60-something games, maybe guys don't take as many days off. Maybe they're, you know trying to you 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 obviously got to win every single game you can't go on a 10 game losing streak hell that's that probably puts you out of it you know yeah so it it would be really interesting uh, to see how they navigate that with the pitching and everything like that I mean it looks like I think you know my impression of this I know there's a business aspect to this but and, and ultimately the players union and Tony Clark and those guys god bless them will have to decide if they're going to take these offers but Look, players want to play, right? Competitors want to compete. I mean, this is this is what they do. Um, they want to be safe. I think that's first and foremost, and everybody's trying to figure out how that's going to look. Uh, and, and that's why they're sort of in this squabble now because it appears that they would have to play without fans, which I think that's coming, obviously, for a lot of the sports that are going to be starting up. But um, beyond that, I mean, there there's a percentage of guys that make just a ton of money, and most baseball players – aren't in that league. They're not Mike Trout, you know, they're, they're not David Price. They're, they're guys that, that, that get paid well, but they're, they're not making, you know, 50 million or 20, even $25 million a year. So the, 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 the bigger bulk of of players are going to want to, you know, they're going to want to get in on the action. They're going to want to play baseball as long as they think it's safe. So, and, and if you think this is bad, Chris, wait, wait until, you know, this is just a precursor for 
next season or prior to next season when they have to negotiate a new CBA mm-hmm. and we're talking about potential lockouts and strikes. That's why I think this is also important is that they can show that they can get a damn deal. If you can't get one under these circumstances with so many people out of work and we're dividing up such a big piece of the pie anyway, um, how easy will it be when, when that's not the situation? Well, I think right now Tony Clark is actually angling to try and get the owners to concede for things after the season, and that's where I think maybe this yeah. will get help. Is I think he's trying to get some language of money possibly that comes their way. Um, you know, yeah. you know, this covering the NFL, the NFL players have never won a CBA negotiation with the owners because at the end of the day, they just want to they want to get their cut of the pie. And they sure. want to get their money, you know, whatever. 17th game, okay, I'm making more money. So, right. you know, and I, I think when it comes to baseball, you know, here's another here's another thing too. What about all these guys who are going to be free agents? You know, like mm. they're, they want to know that they get their service time and they get their money and, you know, less games, you know, they don't have a lot of time to come back from an injury. So there's, there's a lot up in the air for a lot of different guys. And I remember when they were thinking about that sliding scale where like the Mike Trouts, the Garrett Coles would, would, um, you know, would have to take, you know, bigger pay cuts, but the guys at the bottom, if they made only 300 grand would really only lose 20 grand total for the year. That was to create some infighting amongst the union members and God bless Tony Clark and those guys. They said, listen, we're going to, we're going to tell you what we're doing. And I think the union has always done that because you see it every year, whether it's Garrett Cole, Steven Strasburg. You know what? We're going to go after those. Bryce Harper, Manny Machado. We're going to go after those big contracts because we're serving you the next deal. You know, like you thought Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, that was it. Look at what Garrett yeah. Cole did. Uh, look at what they're going to do next year with the next crop of young guys. Look at what Aaron Judge is going to make hopefully one day. You know, I mean, Blake Snell probably thinks he's going to make $400 million with uh, with his boy Scott Boris. So, I mean, you know, there's. I think the players are always thinking about not just themselves. The owners are always thinking about themselves. But I think the players, it's a little admirable because they're always thinking about how they can improve their situation. But do you think that there is uh, sort of this system of, of uh, you know, because they're not in the revenue sharing game and there's no salary cap, there there really is sort of the haves and haves. Not in other words, not everybody can be Garrett Cole. And freshest sure. few players make that kind of money, but the bulk of the players, you know, make something less than that. And I'm just wondering if we'll see a day where, and I don't, I don't think we will, because I don't think the big market teams want to want to have revenue sharing. But I just, I'm wondering if there's a day where they'll be partners, you know, because that's that's what's missing in baseball. That's not true in football. In football, I think. You're right. Players want to get as much money as they can, and they they seem to accept almost anything that comes down the pike that includes cash. Thursday night, seventeenth game, you name it. Um, but they also they also get you know forty eight percent of the designated gross revenues. So from that standpoint, they are they are partners. Yeah, I mean, I think MLB. It's you know it's a crazy kind of situation where. You've got, I think, you know, between the the minor league system, which we've talked about on here, where they're going to slash left and right. And, um, yeah, yeah, I think more guys are, you know, going to be left behind, like you said. And I think it's almost like, you know, some people will say, you know, you look at the country, we've got the haves and the have-nots. And I think, you know, I think it's going to get bigger and bigger in terms of baseball because those guys that are going to make their money, they're going to find, you know, they're going to keep paying those guys because they know that if I pay an Aaron Judge, if I pay a, 
you know, a Garrett Cole, well, then fans are going to come see them. And that means there I can raise go. the yep. ticket prices. Yep. And there can, you go. You know, mm-hmm. Little Johnny has to pay $10 for a hot dog. Yep. So, yep. Um, you know, so it's it's all about I, I, baseball for some reason is just this – it's it's a real greedy business, and it's mm-hmm. it's different. You hear the NBA, even though LeBron can take thirty five percent of the the cap on his team, it's like you know it's it's still like you hear about unity among the players. They're like, yeah, we're going to go to Disney, and we are going to finish this season, and we're going to have a playoffs. And you know, MLS even, you know what they did? Their CBA just got extended a year because they were that? like, okay, yeah. we'll get that money on the back end. So yeah. it's. Uh, you see the even the NHL. You see the way other leagues are doing it. It's because they've they have to rely on that revenue. They have to rely on other things. And and I think baseball is kind of like we've been doing it this way for years. We're not changing. Yeah, that's true. Ever since uh, the Kurt Flood days. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, uh, yeah. speaking of, of leagues, uh, you saw Roger Goodell's uh, his statement, and then he came out and did a video which, uh, for the first time, admitted that he said we, the National Football League, were wrong about right. player protests back in the day. Never mentioned Colin Kaepernick by name. Maybe there's some litigation reasons for that. We all know what he was referring to. Good move by Roger Goodell or too little too late? Well, I think I think players are going to certainly think it's it's too little, too late. Even though I will say, even commentary wise, you've seen, you know, even everyone has seemed to at least taken that united approach of okay, at least that he said it, and at least he's you know they've admitted it as a league that they want yeah. to move forward. I mean, what's you know, it seems the the NFL in its entirety is standing together on this issue, which is nice to see. I think a lot of, you know, I think one thing we can all say as a country, no matter how you feel about certain issues, when it comes to the videos we've seen and the the deaths that we've seen, it's there's no doubt about it. 100%, we know what happened and we all want justice. So, th- yeah. I think there's sparked other conversations now of, well, okay, well, you know, how, how does the NFL respond? The NFL is saying, you know, kind of maybe they weren't ready. I saw, I think it, I can't, it was Ahmad Arbery's cousin. He plays for the Detroit lions and yeah. for the life of me, I can't think, I'm so sorry. I can't think of his name, but he went on with um, CNN the other night. It was Friday night. And he, you know what he said? He goes a few years ago when guys were trying to make their point on the field, unfortunately we just weren't ready as a country and we just didn't understand it. I think a lot of people did, but not with that voice. And now it's different for whatever reason, 2020 is the year. And, and, you know, and, and so I agree with that, but in terms of Goodell, Goodell looks like a stiff whenever he talks, he never looks comfortable. Um, You know, I, I don't believe half the words that come out of his mouth, but at least he said it. And I think at least NFL players can, understand their commissioner and the owners are, are, are at least saying, Hey, we're going to be behind you and we're going to do what we can. Does, uh, does cap get back in the NFL? Is there any way this leads to that? 
I I don't know. I mean, you know, they've they've set up. I remember the NFL was just last year set up a, a whole workout for him, and he ditched that to go do his own. And yeah. um, you know, so I mean, there's still going to be animosity there. There's always yeah. going to be that, you know. And then I think, unfortunately, it always goes back to what GM, what owner, what coach wants that yeah. wants to bring. Not, and it's not. I hate to call it a distraction, but. Who wants to, you know, every week it's going to be, okay, hey, we need to put Kaepernick up here at the podium. Well, for what? To talk about the game plan? No, to talk about life. Okay, mm-hmm. there's a lot of players that could do that right now in your locker room. So just it's just they don't have that heightened, you know, kind of pro- profile of a Colin Kaepernick. And there's always that. It's like when Tim Tebow was in New England. You know, it was always they. You know, everyone wanted to talk to him. Well, why? He's not even going to be here. Well, we want to talk to him. You know, it's like, well, Tom Brady yeah. is your quarterback. So. I think for the Bucks, they've got enough distractions right now. Not saying Colin Kaepernick would be a bad distraction, but you've got your eyes set on a prize of um, of Tampa Bay 55. I'm not sure that bringing him in, as talented as he probably still is, I'm not sure at this point. I think they've got their roster. Plus, what money would he take? You know, we heard Bruce Arians last week say about, uh, you know, if they were trying to get another running back in here, well, what's their price tag? You know, because they don't have yeah. a lot of money to spend right now. Yeah, that's all part of it. Uh, you mentioned Devontae Freeman, and I, I don't know what Ka- Kaepernick would want. I know I asked Jason Light many years ago before even Jameis Winston was drafted if he would consider him, and at that time it was a piping hot issue. And um, as as many many league guys did at that time, he just simply said, you know, hey, uh, we'd have to change the offense. I don't think it's a good fit. And really, it's an ownership decision. It's not. It's definitely not a football decision for sure. Yeah. Chris, finally, uh, the NBA, of course, as you know, is going to Orlando, and uh, Disney is going to host those uh, playoffs. However, uh, whenever they do take place here, sometime I guess in July. Mm-hmm. So now they got to find a hotel for all these guys. Nobody knows Disney hotels better than Chris Torello. So where right. should they? Where are they going? Where? Should, yeah. Well, according to my sources, um, so um, they are from my my understanding, and I'm kind of a Disney insider. I should be. Lord knows I pay enough. Um, it, Coronado <laughs> Springs appears to be the front runner, um, okay. but I wouldn't rule out if they needed a, a Swan and Dolphin because that's where MLB has had winter meetings in the past with their GMs and owners. Um, so, do I think those are the best hotels? Yet, no, no. But um, the best hotels, I'm actually a Disney Vacation Club owner um, at Riviera, which is their brand new DVC. That is gorgeous. Um, if I were, if I wanted kind of the, the South of France, Italy type of feel, that's where I would go. The Grand Floridian, I stayed there as a kid. I watched Jordan make the shot. Um, it's yeah. the monorail stop away from uh, Magic Kingdom. So I love mm-hmm. those. It all just depends on your preference. But I'll tell you what, I think uh, Coronado, they've redid it. It looks nice. Um, I think Contemporary would be fun. Polynesian's kind of got that Hawaiian feel to it there. Um, so... But I, I think, you know, for the NBA's sake, they need to go where they can control the atmosphere, where they can control their bubble. And I think Coronado Springs is perfect. It's got over 2,000 rooms. It's got convention centers. We were actually, uh, my girlfriend and I, we went to a pin event there last November. And, um, you know, so you need that space. you got to be able to have the space for team meetings and everything. And, and you know, they're, they're talking about a, a lot of people going there. So, um, you know, I mean, what really ticks me off is if I was a player, I can't go to the parks. That's, that's awful. You know, yeah, like torturous. that's just awful. So, but no, I definitely think there's a lot of good hotels there. I would have loved Yacht and Beach Club if I were LeBron James, but, uh, 
you know, they'll they'll be okay. They just renovated the rooms at Coronado. Now, what about what about Animal Kingdom, where you have like the giraffes come to the come to the window? That would that would yeah, be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Taco, you know, I think Taco Fall. Um, you know, the room might be a little small for him, big guy like him. Um, you know, and I say that because I'm, I, I, I love taco UCF guy and his, he's an inspirational guy. Um, but I think the, the rooms are a little tight there and believe it or not, you know, you go to like a Saratoga Springs or a, or even a, uh, an animal kingdom. We were looking this up, you know, some, some of the room amenities are not up to what I believe an, or an NBA player should expect NBA players, man, they're. You know what? They deserve. They're they're the league that really shut this down, and they're the league that's really pushing forward. They deserve something extra. And unfortunately, at some of these places, you get paper plates and spoons, and you barely get a kitchenette. And I just don't think that's correct. I don't. I don't want to give them anything. Let me tell you something. This is a little tip for you people. If you go to Saratoga <laughs> Springs, you better get a preferred room because otherwise, you're going to end up back in the '90s with some of the carpeting, and it's just. Oh, oh no. And I don't want that for anyone, let alone a LeBron or Steph or any of these guys, you know? No. And the beds are small there for poor taco. That's small. So, no, um, I want want my – I always think if I'm a big guy, where would I want to stay? I want to stay at one of these luxurious ones, and unfortunately some of them are a little old school. King size and taco size are two different things, that's for sure. He's uh, Chris Torello, the uh, the watcher of 90 Day Fiance, but you won't see him there. You'll see him on Bay News 9. And Spectrum Sports 360, and he joins us a couple times a week, every other week or so. Chris, thanks so much. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. That's a shame there's still no baseball, but you know what we're going to do? We're going to talk some baseball movies. What are your favorites? What do you remember about them? What do you like? What do you dislike? With Chris Torello, he's back again tomorrow on Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 